Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. for listening to another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. We strive to bring you the top leaders in their industries so you can learn their secrets to success, so you can grow and build your businesses, be prosperous, and live the dreams that you are so looking to live. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us at info at theatsjr.com for more information about the ATSJR companies, and to find out more about how to live your dreams and reach that middle class exit and live the life that you were supposed to live. Freedom is abundance and abundance is freedom. Let's all go live it. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Secret to Success podcast. Good morning to all of you. Go ahead, Deanna Stunt, man in the programs, all of you. Appreciate you 
for being here. And as always, we've got a whole bunch of good stuff that we're going to cover here around the world. I had to move. That light was so bright on the whiteboard. I had to move. Can you have my phone, sir? I sure appreciate you. Today, it's hey, it looks like they say it's another ass spot. I must have missed. If you can let me know. All right, let's have us a good round of applause and stuff for absolutely no reason. Yeah, Show me some love. Show me some love. I appreciate it. Now, let us enter in the realm of prosperity. We all wanna, we all wanna feel like Jerome and Law look, right? That's what we wanna do. Yes, yes. You know, you're back. Then you in Brooklyn with an umbrella. Yes, you know, that ain't too easy to pull off. You understand. First things first, in exactly 59 minutes, my $2 billion friend will be teaching real estate. Who's excited about that? Yes. Yes. It will be an opportunity for you to ask questions, for you to listen. My advice to you is to take notes. But let, let, let me say what I really want to say. When I first started doing real estate, it was 2008. I didn't buy my first property until 2009. It's not that it took me a year. It's more so I was taking as many notes as possible. Here's the good thing about real estate. If you take notes, those notes will last forever. The laws will change but those notes will last forever, okay? The only thing that changes about real estate is two things. Rents continue to go up and laws continue to change. That's the only two things that change. Anything else is whatever. Values go up yeah. too. Oh, well, no doubt, no doubt. Values definitely <laughs> go up. They, they, and the truth is they never go down. Even when they go down, they're not down, okay? They're not down. That's part of the econ economy stuff. But if you're buying and holding and you got a lot to hold, you're doing a very good job. Let me just tell you. If you don't believe that, well, then ask Phil how much it costed him to rent an apartment when he was 20. And then ask him how much that same apartment costs today. <laughs> Rents do not go down. They always go up. My very strong advice to you, ladies and gentlemen, is take as many good notes as possible. If you have someone, if you have someone that you love, invite them. You're more than welcome. If you can't make it, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk to all you middle-class folk with all that damn pride. If you can't make it, show up anyway and then leave and then ask for the replay. See what I just did? Right. You see what I just did? Like, do do something to have yourself available for the blessings. It's not too many times that someone uh, is two billion dollars is going to lend his or her time to give you real estate knowledge. As of course, as is the custom with ATS, he's going to give away everything. You ain't got to worry about that. Nobody comes in here without that custom, okay? He's going to give away everything. 
Now, are there any questions for me before I move on to the next thing concerning this? Any questions? No questions. Are y'all excited? Did we make a good decision? We did make a good decision? Outstanding. All right. Steve say, if I got a screen record, Antonio, I'm getting that information. Okay. Listen, real estate works across the world. Across the world, it is, it is 90% of my wealth is now in real estate. I was on the phone yesterday with Grace Holden, actually. Yeah, I was on the phone with yesterday with someone. She's, if she's not a millionaire, she's right under it. She's something like that, okay? And she has nothing in real estate and was asking me about real estate and stuff like that. Fantastic lady. And she calls it dirt. She said, I need to give you some dirt. And she was asking me about the real estate because she knows that I do this in my sleep. I want to tell you all something. We all know that 90, 1% of the world controls 90% of the world's income. So this is what I want to show you. I'm going to show you my whiteboard real quick. If you're on the phone, no worries. I'm going to explain this audibly as well. So I drew a circle. It's not 360 degrees, but it's circle-like. Circle so we're going to make it work. And in this circle, we know if I split it in half, that is pretty much 90, I mean, 50%. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little sliver here and then come up like that. Basically, and all this is shaded. We're just going to make that shaded, okay, y'all? This is shaded. Actually, I should have done that opposite way. Actually, use my brain for a second. My Aunt Lucy would say, use your brain for more than a hat rack. I should probably just shade the 10%, shouldn't I? I mean, the 1%, okay? So here I have an inflated 1% shaded in. And this 1% controls this whole pie. Everybody got that? Easy. Now, have you ever seen a map of America or someplace and the city or I mean, the state is so small, they put the little line here and it points to that and they write, you know, Connecticut or something, you know, right there, something like that? Okay. Inside this 1%, so this is 1%, inside this 1%, there is a 90%, and 90% of this 1% have real estate. Simple as that. Simple as that. 1% of the world controls 90% of the world's income, but there's a whole 90% in that 1% that wealth is in real estate. <clears throat> Unpopular fact, and I want all of you to write this down. Businesses will never make you rich. Most of y'all keep trying to get rich from business. Because you think business got you rich or business got them rich. That is not the way it works. Unpopular fact, again, if you want to be rich, don't get a job. I'm going to explain both. Businesses will never make you rich. 
their vehicles and what you're supposed to do. Um, a vehicle is an entity of some sorts, depends. And it's just the container that pushes out money. A vehicle is just a container that pushes out money. You don't want to push out money. You, you don't want to earn money. You want a vehicle that says, Steve, I'm so glad you're back. Here's some money. What I'm doing right now is I'm having a top 1% talk. And I'm, I'm attempting to take it to where everyone can understand. But if you have a question, feel free to interrupt. But you won't be interrupted. Feel free to chime in and ask your question because they do not teach you this in school. They do not teach you this in school. Let's talk. I didn't say unpopular opinion. I said unpopular fact. Businesses do not make you rich. I've never told you that. That's not what I said. And tell me, that's a lie. Elon Musk has the number one car company in the world. He's like top three billionaires. Yeah, because he has stock. Rewind, press play. <clears throat> it is not Tesla that made Elon Musk that billionaire. It is how many shares he has in Tesla. Go ahead, Diana. So what's the difference between shares and equity? Sh shares are a form of equity, okay? Shares are a form of equity. Equity, think more of equity as private, think more of shares as public. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm giving you layman's terms here yes go ahead she got another question hold on let me, hold on, let, let me finish this all right because i want to keep everybody up am i making a sense yeah okay she, she's she, she's glad i'm making it make sense but you can still have equity in a publicly traded company okay equity is that on a whole yes equity means that whoever has equity in whatever publicly traded company when that company sells they own a piece of the entire company therefore if the company sells for a billion dollars and they have, let's just do easy math, 1% equity, what's 1% of a billion, Grace? She's on the You said a billion. Ten million. That means they automatically get $10 million cash. You understand? That's regardless of the stocks they have. So if they have 1% equity, plus they own stocks, then they will also get to either sell or keep those stocks as well. They're two different things, okay? Shares are people like Shaker and Law that own a piece of, or a share piece of the company, okay? It's the company being arbitrarily divided and you can own Whole shares or, or, or pieces of shares? It depends on how you invest it. Let me get Nikki first in you, Diana. Go ahead, Nikki. I know that's right. Is Nikki still there? 
Oh, oh there you go. Um, so what I was saying was is that I'm sorry. So basically, um, what you were saying was that in the shares portion, when you were saying that um oh god, I lost my thought real quick. So even though the company sells off or if um as the company holder decides to sell, he still will have some some type of um connection with the company money wise, right? Absolutely. When you do do the the share portions of it, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Cool. So let's take. So you're let, let me say what you just said. I'm gonna put it in your language with daycare because you've been a daycare. Uh, I don't child own a daycare. Care. I don't own a daycare. Child care is what I do. Thank you. My bad. But <laughs> child care, right? So we'll, right. we'll speak that language. So you have a child care company, and that child care company is a hundred thousand uh -huh. dollars. Right. That's how much cash flow you're bringing in. Well, your right. child care company is not a $100,000 company. So no. now what we have to do is we have to put a multiplier on it. Okay. So if Nikki wanted to sell her child care company, she better uh -huh. not sell it for $100,000. Not at all. Because the moment I buy it, I also get $100,000 in cash flow. Right. You see okay. the problem? The problem right. is for $100,000, I'm getting my money back immediately. Okay. Well, that's a hundred percent return on investment, which is fantastic for me. It is terrible for the seller. Okay. So, so what what, what is the look? What is the look of that um of that hundred thousand dollar move? So it's called a multiplier. So what you have to okay. do is you have to know that every year that this person keeps this childcare company, okay, every year they get a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So she's gonna put a supplier on that child care company she's going to say well i will sell it to you for the cash flow with a 7x multiplier a okay 4x multiplier that means i'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars i mean i'm going to sell okay. it to you for a hundred thousand mm dollars -hmm. times four which is four hundred thousand dollars okay the reason she's doing this because she's saying i want because if I stay here another four years, I'm going to get four hundred thousand uh dollars. -huh. So you're going to buy from me this company, plus the extra four years that I could have kept it. You giving me so that four so, years of my so, time. Okay, so when you um, so basically that that's how you're consistently being able to flow, keep your flow with the company itself, instead of losing the value to the company all at once. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Because if you sell, you don't want to listen. Nothing. This is what. So this is. A, thank you, Nikki. This is why I'm trying to break this down to y'all about this. Business don't make you rich. Mm -hmm. Selling that time makes you rich. Right. I got. I made this a hundred thousand dollars. Now, you want this company? You better pay seven hundred thousand dollars. Is that a good bet? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I would probably do it for five, five x. That means in five years, this person gets a hundred percent return. Okay. Because they're also no, drawing interest, they're also drawing the interest off of it too, right? Well, yeah, the, the, yes, the interest is in this case is understood as the hundred thousand dollars. That's the mm -hmm. cash flow. So the interest would be they can then go to the bank and get far more than that. So yes, you're absolutely correct. Okay, absolutely I'm just asking that question in that fashion oh, because I know I have some people that that don't understand what you're saying. I get it clearly, but there are some people that's not understanding. So I'm just trying to make it plain as a five year old. I sure make it. I sure appreciate it because I don't always you make it plain. Yeah, without a yes, doubt. Y'all check me out. 
unpopular fact. Business, what I'm doing for you right now is I'm prepping you for a billionaire to talk to you. Is that fair, Jerry? Is this this one? This is what I'm trying to do. Okay, because we gonna <laughs> the first thing I'm telling is don't hold back. Give away all the information. He already knows what's up. But I'm trying to I'm trying to prep you for some stuff. I'm also giving you. Actually, you would never learn this in the NBA. Maybe, maybe that multiplies stuff, but NBA is all that crap is garbage. Accounting is garbage. NBA is garbage. It's all garbage. It's, it's all garbage because it's all outdated. It's all garbage. Most of these people don't know anything about business. They know stuff about school. School is not business. You understand what I'm saying? You don't know anything about business until you lose in business. Straight up. Please know that Phil has been in business. Susan has been in business long enough to have had the conversation. Babe, I don't know what we're going to do in 30 days. You understand what I'm saying? That's why they know business. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Phil. Well, if you're a male and I'm talking to you, I'm asking you, have you ever been kicked down in the lower regions? And almost everybody says yes. I said, can you put that into words? And people go, no. If they're a woman, I ask, have you ever had a child? And they go, yeah. Can you put that into words? And they go, no. The same thing about owning your own business. Unless you've owned your own business, you can't put it into words what it's like to have it. Very well said. (laughs) No, that's all right. Go ahead, Susan. Yes, I'm just saying, if I would have known what you are saying now, when I was in my 20s, yep. when I was on Cape Cod, my uncle was the largest real estate agency in Falmouth, Mass., which is one of the biggest areas right next to Hyannisport. All these years from the early 60s through now. Um, and so he was trying to get me into his real estate. He had a real estate office that was kind of at the corner of where Hyannisport and Falmouth, the fork in the road. And then he had a big home that was the main real estate. But that fork in the road one is where Jackie O and Caroline Kennedy stopped to ask if they could use the restroom instead of going to the filling station nearby. That's just a little side story. Um, but the, the home that he had where it was multi-million dollar home, I lived in the top level. It was like five levels. I had a whole apartment that was beautiful on the top. But he tried, you know, and I'm working the, the job that I had, you know, going into work every day. How could I do real estate? I didn't, I didn't listen to him. Hmm. And that's why the story is listen to this and no matter what or I'm listening myself now because it's never too late. Never, never. Y'all heard Susan? Because listen, I am not where I'm at because I'm good at business. I am where I'm at because every dollar that comes from business, I I reinvested back into infrastructure to get bigger, more dollars. Then I take those bigger, more dollars, and I put it in real estate. 
everything I do is for real estate. Everything. Everything. Y'all got that? Go ahead, Nikki. Oh, oh so you want to say something else? Come on, that's it, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nikki. So when you um when you made the suggestion of the one when you made the statement about the one shares within the company, um, can you explain that out about shares? Somebody um asked about shares. So can you explain yeah. about how you do division of shares and what does that mean for an individual who may have one share within an organization? So basically you hear a lot of times um people saying, like in childcare, I will give you um a half a share or a share into the company. So can you explain that? Yeah, sure. So how you do shares is completely arbitrary. Arbitrary means this is what I feel like doing. Okay. This is, hey, I'm the man. Boom. I'm the woman. This is what it is. Now that arbitrariness has a value assigned to it. Everybody got it? So now you get that value assigned to this arbitrary thing that you just did. In order to have shares you have to then have the value of each share am i did i lose anybody because each arbitrary division will have a value assigned to it i Got guess it? you would i guess really um if you can give the definition of a share because i think that's where everyone is really you. pretty much probably probably more than likely lost okay a share is give you a simple definition a piece of the company that has money assigned to it future money assigned to it should you sell okay that's what that is that is money in escrow escrow means set aside somewhere there you go everybody got it so a share is future money should you sell it could be you sell or the company sell and it's a lot of money should the company do well or you leave okay it's a lot of money now each individual share is assigned a value give you a great example of how netflix started you can find this in the book from the first ceo of netflix mark something find his name find his name for me and the name of the book is called this won't work okay this won't work and it's at the beginning of the book Reed Hastings, who is the CEO now, was the first shareholder, the investor. And what they did was they gave him $2 million worth of shares and then gave the other founder something like, I forget what it was, the exact numbers. It was half of that or a quarter of that or something, which made Reed the principal owner, but the other, you can share, you know, share on your screen. And and Mark Randolph, she just gave me the name, was the CEO. Just because you're the CEO don't mean you own most of the company. Help me somebody. Talk about that, sir. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bill Gates doesn't have to be the CEO of Microsoft anymore because he still owns most of the shares. Do you understand? All right. So that's the book right there that I'm quoting and getting this stuff from. You can stop it. I appreciate you. But CEO still puts you in a money position. A share, if I own most of the shares, I also have most of the control. Money equals control. Yes. Okay, so you actually came right back around to my, to my question. So 
it's better for me to so shareholders can actually take control of a company you never take control of mine or mark zuckerberg or anybody with common sense shareholders can take control of a company should they band together because shareholding is ownership of that company hold on but a savvy ceo will own more shares than what can be owned against him or her you understand <laughs> okay go ahead phil yeah it's it's not really shares it's really percentage absolutely if you own 51 percent or more you've got complete control if you have them 49 percent or less you've got no control you just have to Hopefully everything works out. So it's the majority of the stock that makes it absolutely the control comes from. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I got that. Yes. Go ahead, Yama. Is that why a lot of companies do not become publicly traded for that reason? You know what? That used to be the case, but that's not the case no more. Y'all, we live in a we y'all live in a, a a candy world which nobody knows how to make money anymore. Now everybody's trying to go public everybody's going public without making a profit like literally what y'all know as business now but the reason what makes ats so profitable and why people keep flocking here because i'm actually teaching you how to make money there is no class on venture capitalism in here i could teach it to you but forget that because that's money that you that's money in which you're also giving away control. And I'm the main person telling you control these six areas. I ain't never taught Steve to go get a loan and to go, no, you understand? Because most of the companies I look up to, to today, they've never recorded a single profit. That's why you didn't get your paycheck protection program. Because these companies got it because they ain't got no money. You understand? So basically what's happening now, and I, I tell you, it's been happening since about 99. Since, since, the, since, the, inter, since the internet bubble, that whole dot-com boom and burst of the bubble, it's still been happening there. Snapchat, never had a profit. Twitter, not a profitable company. Netflix is $25 billion in debt right now. All these Uber. companies that y'all love in it, Uber, never before. Amazon just started to turn a profit. <laughs> Amazon just started to turn a profit. Yeah. But, but would they be profitable if they wasn't benefited from favorable tax laws? Probably not. Probably not. Right? Amazon just did 18 trillion. Not trillion. Yeah, I think it was trillion. No, billion. Whatever. Without paying a, a dime in taxes. Right? No, no disrespect to them. I'm just telling you what's going on. So you got a good question there, Deanna, because your question comes from a place of, yeah, should we go? Is this the way to make money? It is. But that money ain't guaranteed, y'all. Okay? L listen to me. Listen to me very well. It's far better for y'all to focus on real cash flow. Because if you got real cash flow, then you can choose to go public if you feel like it, not because you have to. You understand what I'm saying? Because since we're not public and since I don't have no investors, I get to run this company 
the way I choose. I get to say, oh, we're going to take this money and end world hunger. Can't nobody argue with me on this. <laughs> you can't argue with me on this. We gonna, we're going to just randomly pay student loan debt. Oh, yeah, man, sure can. Yeah. You can't argue with me on that because I don't have a board to answer to. The moment I have a board to answer to, there's going to be some bean counter with my alpha type personality is going to say, well, you know, Antonio, that's a little bit too much. We should tell those efforts, you know, maybe not give away 50% revenues. Maybe. Hey, do you understand? Do you understand the logic of me giving away 50% of the revenue, not profit, but the revenue, the revenue that would never happen in a publicly traded company or any company in which I have to answer to a board. So I want you to focus on something. Focus more on cash flow. Is VC okay? Yes. Am I speaking against this stuff? No. But I am telling you as a practical person, cash flow is freedom. Okay? Now, if you can figure out how to get all the VC money, get a big, massive check, and then turn that massive check into cash flow, then congratulations. It's a lot easier to do what I'm saying with a $100 million check than to do what I'm saying from scratch. So if you can figure out how to hurry up and get a $100 million check, then go ahead. Because 100% of nothing is nothing. Okay. If you can figure out how to get 10% of your profit, and it's a big profit, then you can turn that 10% into a big cash flow. You'd be just fine. But if you can't figure that out, let's just go with cash flow freedom. Go ahead, Nikki. Okay, so you said a lot there. Can you um, explain what it is um, when you're talking about the uh, actual public trading, the, um, the going public trading? Yeah, no doubt. So this the, is good I, information. Thank you very and much. And I know somebody sitting there like, man, what are you talking about? So that's why I keep asking. Deanna just said, tell her what you just said while Nikki was talking. I told him, I said, this is this is a wonderful topic this morning because it's helping me out because I've always wanted to know the difference between, you know, going public or keeping your company a privately owned company, but also mm -hmm. under wanting to understand shares and um, equity mm -hmm. and things like that because in business, you want to know these things. If, if we're, if we're coaching and helping, I, I want to be able to somebody say, well, hey, you know, should I? Should I sell my company? And if I sell my company, or you know, should I get should I give the, this many shares away? Now I knew the whole forty nine fifty one percent thing. That right. that just makes that just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but all yeah. the extra, I didn't know that. So I'm grateful for this this lesson this morning because I learned something new every day from Antonio. I tell you. Right. So thank you. No doubt. Yeah, so Nikki, let me repeat real quick. I want to make sure I got your question because it was a fantastic one. You want me to explain? the process yeah. of selling shares and stocks. Well, just basically, basically, um, I guess we'll do it a two-part question. Cool. What is actually shares public yeah. and private? And then okay. what is actually trading with shares? Okay, no doubt. There's and there's, no... there's a book, there's a book that I learned this from, um, Shares for Dummies. Okay. Sweet. Good book. Okay. Good book. Didn't know that. Shares for Dummies. They didn't know that. The truth is, there's and no difference for between, dummies too. I didn't know that. Good. See, shares for dummies and trading for dummies. Truth is, there's no difference between shares, private or public. They're still shares. Okay. There's no difference. 
public allows you to get more people to buy pieces of your company, which gives you more money. It's easier to get richer from 100 million people than 200 employees. Yeah, you see the difference? A credit union is a bank in which the, the employees have shares. We're just going to use this example. Like, that's 200 people, and they've, they, they kind of own that thing. That's why it works a little different. But then they use the public to then bring all the money in. <laughs> and that's kind of like public shares. That's, that's a good example, but it's not, it's not when I'm, I'm actually inflating the truth here, but I'm showing you an illustration. I'm showing you a difference between private and public. 200 employees saying, all right, now hold Galveston County, bring us all your money. That's the difference between public Galveston County and the 200 employees. Actually, it'll probably be 20 employees who started the bank or something like that. Get it? But the shares are still the same. Public or private, shares are shares. Now, Nikki had a fantastic second question, nuance in there, that I'm about to, to knock the meat off the bones of this question. Money doesn't exist. Not the meat off, sir. Not the meat off. <laughs> Money doesn't exist. I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Mexit News. So the moment that Phil says, I have this many shares, and there it is. There it is. That's what Phil has. On paper, Phil is a millionaire. Y'all understand? Now, what Phil has to do is either trust himself or me or somebody to then make that million dollars real. This is the hard part. This is the hard part. The truth is, y'all, no one knows how to make money anymore. What they're doing is they are, there's a, there's a culture that has spread across us for quite some time. And what we've learned how to do is use people or labor forces to bring in money. That's not making money. That's a good way to make money if you're in control, but that's not actually making money. Making money is opening up your private meetings public and then teaching sugar how to actually make money and then <laughs> learning business, sales, marketing, and then actually having cash flow that flows into your bit. You, I don't know if y'all know, but there's not an hour in the ATS company that there's not a check coming in. There's not an hour of a day that we have not got an email of some money coming in. 
That's making money. Okay. Now, thank you, Nikki. The reason why, well, let me, let me finish this here. So basically, I can say, here's a million dollars, Phil, and it will be. But now what I have to do is either sell the company to a point to where when the cash comes in, I divide his shares and it equals a million. Actually, no, there's, there's, there's no other way. That's the way. Like, like that's the way. Okay. Uh, shit, can you hear me? I, all right. Just want to make sure I break my headphones. That's pretty, that's pretty much the way. If, I, if I'm going public, I have to either, I really got to sell. It's like, that's, that's really, what I have to do is get an infusion of cash so big that all those shares, those promised shares can be cashed out. That's basically what has to happen. Whether I sell or get an investor and, or this is what happens all the time. The most common way is a round of funding. You hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. In order for Phil's money to actually be money, I have to go do a round of funding. Have y'all heard that? We got A round, B round, first round. I got to do a round of funding. And once that funding comes in, now I've got cash. And I use that cash as operational expenses. And part of the operational expenses is to say, okay, here's your shares that you want to cash out. I've got that, you know, I've got that uh, earmarked to do this, plus I can run the company, plus this, 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 and that, which is good because cash is a good reserve. Cash works in two ways, y'all. Write this down. This Cash only has two purposes, only two purposes. It is a medium of exchange, number one, and a storehouse of wealth, number two. It's the only two things cash does. It doesn't do anything else. It's a storehouse of wealth. It does sound good, doesn't it? <laughs> sound like it should be in, it's so, so be in, be in the Quran or something. It's a storehouse of wealth. <laughs> no, but that's the, only, that's the only two things that cash does as far as universal in this world. Okay, go ahead, Phil, then Sugar, then Nikki. Another good thing about cash is it's accepted at so many places. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Especially... And then, yeah, and then the, the challenge, once you go public, what makes the stock go up any day is more people want to buy it than want to sell it. What makes it go down any day is more people want to sell it than want to buy it. That's it. There is no other reason why a stock goes up or down. So when you go public, you're putting yourself at risk of <laughs> law of supply and demand. Absolutely. And so many different... The president can affect your stock. I can make a... Elon Musk smoked weed on the Joe Rogan podcast, which actually was fantastic, by the way. But anyway, and the next day, the stock dropped 9%, which equaled $4.3 billion. See, I ain't got time for that now. Now, now I, I, I'm not a smoker. I'm a drinker. But if I choose to smoke, don't with my money. This is why I ain't. I'm just trying to make some sense to some of y'all. Like, let me have my habits without messing up my employees. That makes sense. You ain't got to like it, but that makes some plain old sense. I want to drink my little yak, <laughs> get into my little car accident, <laughs> or whatever, you know what I'm saying, whatever, without saying, sorry, Phil, your, your stocks are they're bankrupt now. That's what Phil is talking about, that whole supply and demand. 
because I could do something that scares everybody. And now more people want to sell than buy. And, and what, does, what does that do for Phil? His stock go down. Just as simple as that. Okay. All right, Sugar, then Nikki. You kind of touched on what I was going to ask. So if you've made all of these investments in, in the stocks and the company goes bankrupt, then all that money that you've invested in that company is wiped out, is gone, you can't retrieve any of it, or is there a safety catch in there some kind of way? I've taken all my, my social security, I've taken all the stuff I have in my accounts and my savings, and I've put it all into this, and then you belly up, say, two years later. Then you have a super fantastic question. That has many answers. I know that's right. It has many answers that I have to give. They all one answer, but they're they're. I'm going deeper each time I answer. For one, if you are a person of color and you go and you get money, you better keep it, cause they ain't letting you get it again. Let me just go ahead and keep it real with y'all, okay? They ain't letting you get it again, so you better keep it. Amen. Now, I'm trying to tell you. Now, if you're not a person of color, you can go bankrupt three, four, five times. But y'all ain't never seen someone as chocolatey as me went bankrupt three, four, five times. Not at all. Okay, let's just keep it real now. Let's, let's account for the system. That's number one. That's part of your question when you brought up the bankrupt first. The second part of your question is, bankrupt is actually a good thing if I'm buying. Yes, I actually want to buy your bankrupt company. I'm doing that now. As a matter of fact, I damn near pray for economic disruptions <laughs> because instead of buying your company for a whole dollar, I buy it for 10 cents. You understand? Okay, <laughs> she over there excited. So now what you see, Sugar, is your company, my money is minuscule in your company until the economic correction happens and then my dime becomes $50. I can't even tell you the return on investment that way because I can't do the math on it. It's too much. But basically, somebody asks about it if you put a dollar in the stock. If I had $1 in Apple and 80 something, that $1 would probably be $150,000 today from $1. So you see the power in bankruptcy. Now, from the employee side or the investor side, what she was saying, what she was saying, I'm an employee and I invested. I'm a, I'm a small person invested. If the company goes bankrupt, I'm at to draw this now, okay? If you're, if you're on the thing, if you're on audio, I'm gonna explain it. We're gonna, here is the, we're gonna have this line here. This is the, Break even line is what we're going to call that. Okay, there's no such thing as break even in the real world, but we're going to deal with it for right now. This is the break even line. Sugar gives me, she buys a stock for $9 a share. Now, today, it drops to, she said bankrupt. Zero ain't bankrupt. That is bankrupt. We're going to go, I'm losing money. I'm at negative $2 a share. Sugar is going to panic, obviously, because she's going to see negative $2 loss. It's going to, and, and of course, when she goes into her, her little system, Jerry, it's going to be red as hell. 
Right? It's going to be like, you know how they do the little graphics? It's going to be super red and bolded. And she's going to go, oh, my God, right, and all that stuff. However, sugar, that doesn't mean, and this is the last part of your question, that doesn't mean that you're in a bad position. Because if you know the company or the CEO or whatever, or it's a correction, it's a disruption or correction or economic correction, whatever, whatever, there's so many different circumstances. If you know that one day this stock will get to $17, and please know that will happen. Actually, let me give you a real example. This stock is going to start off at nine. It's gonna, excuse me. It's going to start off at 17. In 30 days, it's, 60 days, it's going to drop to nine. Everyone's going to talk about, say, this isn't going to work. And all of a sudden, now that stock is something like 150. Okay? Now, let me pause real quick because it seemed like I threw out some arbitrary numbers. Let me show you something real quick, because I actually just described something. How much is a Facebook share worth today? $274, thank you very much. Facebook, $274 a share, that's pretty good. Oh, wrong one. Pay very close attention here, sugar. Facebook started off around $17, IPO, that's independent public offering. And then in about 60 days, they dropped to $9. Initial. Said, okay, initial, initial public thank offering. You, thank you. Thank you. Initial public offering. Thank you. Then they dropped down to $9. And then they had some little bad times. But guess what? Today is $274. So that means that your $9, even though you lost at first, now your $9, how many times, 2274, how many times nine going to 274, Grace? About 30-some times. That means for every $1 you got, for, for every $9 you put in there, you get an extra 30. So if you bought 900 shares, that's 900 times 30 is what your money is now worth. 27,000. You get it, sugar? I know that was difficult. That was a lot in one take. I do apologize, but I'm, you know, I got like 15 minutes left and I'm also teaching you a master's degree in an hour. <laughs> Can I add something, Antonio? Yeah, yeah, please, man. Um, especially for baby boomers like sugar, if you're doing any type of investment, I would advise that uh, from my past experience, you do what's called a uh, partner reference. It's almost like a character reference on the partner and the people that you're investing in. Not necessarily the company, but the people actually running the company, the people that's, that's holding the steering wheel. And also, you don't want to uh, invest all of everything, especially being a minority. And number one, no, if you're investing $10, you need to have at least $90 put away. So that when you go through the roller coaster, every business has a, a roller coaster ride. When you go through the roller coaster ride, you're not basically waiting for that to go up in order to feed yourself. Because that's a bad situation. So if you have the ability to wait or just wait for the next one, there's always a next one if you don't have the money. Wait for the next one. And on the next, when the next train comes, you get on the one that's for you once you've done the due diligence on the train that's coming. Um, as far as shares, a lot of the companies, even good companies, I know I've, I've had, I have sweat equity in a company now who's run by people 
who just are learning the game too. And eventually they're gonna be merged in. That's why I got the equity in now. But you wanna, it's basically the company is, is good and the shares are good, but it's the people that's running the company Big which sense. is gonna actually dictate the boom of the bus. Because most companies, especially minority companies, 65, 70% of them are only face value. When I was shopping for the liquor business, I, a lot of people were telling me it's a monopolized business and the only thing you're gonna get is the face on the cereal box. In other words, if you wanna be a black owner, you can be the black owner on face, but we're gonna own it. Uh, you can be smart in about those type of situations like Puffy did with, with the uh, Diageo brothers, a bunch of guys, you know, local mid-level organized crime that had some Burger Kings and some things and they started that uh, Ciroc Vodka in 2008 and they paid him, they paid him $10 million or $12 million to then take on, and I met with these guys, they paid him 10, 10 or $12 million to be the face. And Puffy was smart enough to take his brand and turn it into a multi, multi, multi million dollar company and then say, okay, on the next deal, now we're going to be partners. So now I own it. So I went from the face of the cereal box to the actual owning the actual box. And so when I say shares of the company, don't look just for the face, find out who's actually running the company yep. before you invest. Another way, to, an, another way to say this, you bet the jockey, not the horse. There you go. There it is. There it is. I, and, 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 that, and that goes for minority companies too. I have a, a cognac liquor who's run by a street yeah. dude who's trying to transition into business and he has good industry values, but bad business values. So eventually, you know, we had to put different people in. And that's why I took the sweat equity in the, in the company because I know that for the company to get to where it needs to go, it has to merge on. And exactly. when it merges on, most likely if you have street sense and no business sense, they're going to steal the whole table right from under you with a smile and leave you with a car, you know, dancing down the block because you got a car. That's usually how the business goes. So I, I was smart enough to take equity share within the company because of all the work that I put in and know that you got to put the right people in place. But for baby boomers, please do not invest your last. Social Security is broke. The FDIC is broke. So if you got $90, put 10 in and make that turn that 10 back into another 90. But don't put the whole 90 on the horse because you got to survive with that. That's right. That's right. And it's Thank also you. why I keep telling baby boomers to invest in sales funnels. I, I'm, I have to be the only person out here saying that. I haven't heard anybody else say that because sales funnels are something you can buy for $90 low investment. And then you can learn enough, just enough to get attached to somebody with a hot product. And for $90, you can start getting back $90 a day. You see what I just did? Low risk, high reward if you put that sales funnel in the flow of a hot product. It's, I, I, I haven't heard anybody else say that, but I've been screaming it to baby boomers as much as possible. That is what I would do should I be you. Justin and Phil brought up a fantastic point. It's why I, I invested in Lenita. It was not her charter. So I didn't give a damn about her vision because that don't make no sense. I said, send me the business plan. Before I got home, she had the business plan to me. The business plan was well thought out. That was impressive, but that ain't why I invested. 
I sat with her for an hour-ish or so. Okay, I see you, sugar. I've, I've messed with her for an hour-ish or so. And I looked at her. I looked at her husband. Don't get... Because let me tell you something. If you were a negative spouse, I ain't investing in you. Shit. You crazy. Oh. <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> Because I also in I am literally sleeping with your spouse just like you. If I give you my money, I wish I had somebody right around here, Patricia. Like I need somebody That's right here. If I give you my money, me and your spouse we go together too, and your spouse gonna play with my money if they demotivate. We go me. together. <laughs> you want to go ahead, Chris? Now you got me over here talking because for the longest, I've seen videos about this too. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. All right, good. So like for the longest, I've been seeing videos and reading about that and then just hearing you saying that as a confirmation. But for the longest, I felt like your circle, or like basically any person or even in the workfare um, position uh, impacts uh, your money long-term and short-term. So if you're around someone who's constantly negative or uh, bringing kind of any kind of ideas and things like that, there goes your bank account. If you're around someone who constantly uplifts you and things like that, there goes up your uh, bank account. But I think it's just so hard for people to disconnect um, because they feel like uh, don't 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 shoot the messenger. They feel like this that's the one when their bank account is suffering. You're absolutely right. This is why most Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> don't pay bills. Yeah. People like me, Mark Zuckerberg, we're, we're very rare. Most people wouldn't invest in someone with one owner or one CEO. Typically, you like partners. You typically like partners because your weakness is staffed out, your risk. I want to de-risk my investment, basically. I want to give money, but have as little risk as possible. I'm investing in Pam Norris because, because these CEOs would do anything it takes. Pam Norris already got more than $2 million invested in her own business with her own money. You, do you, when you got $2 million in your own business, you're not going to let that business fail. That means she needs to make $2 million and $1 just to make a dollar profit. Go ahead, Phil. <laughs> and think and grow rich. 30 major causes of failure. Number 17, wrong selection of a maid in marriage. This is the most common cause of failure. The relationship of marriage brings people intimately into contact. Unless the relationship is harmonious, failure is likely to follow. Moreover, it'll be the form of failure that is marked by misery and unhappiness to strain all signs of ambition. Perfect way to land this plane. Okay, Harold Hell. You let Lanita know I said it myself. Harold Hell made me say, all right, this Lanita lady, she might be all right, okay? And then everybody just loves Lanita and she's got, you know, a bunch of stuff. I invested in those people, not the school. Okay, not the school. Diana, ask me this question you sent me to the property. All right, so Ms. Patricia asks, uh-oh, hit the wrong button. Ms. Patricia asks, if a company goes belly up, isn't there a hierarchy as to who gets money first, i.e. stock, bonds, et cetera? Absolutely, et cetera. absolutely. You call that, first off, some people are like, I'm always, I'm first money in, first money out. You understand? <laughs> At all times. Okay. I'm, that's a, that, that's a, yeah, that, that's a strategic exit, contingency plan, all of them. I'm first money in, first money out. I'm the, I'm the number one lien holder. I'm your bank. 
You understand? I'm first, so that means before anybody, before you get paid, I'm getting paid. Go ahead. Phil. You really, you really want to be last money in, first money out. That's true too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's very true. That's that's very true. Definitely, because you know you don't want y'all to fail, and then oh, I put my money in. It's a good investment. Give me my money back first. Then, of course, that's your principal, your biggest investors and stuff. Then all your shareholders will get money before you will too, should you have done that, because they almost because they have put money in but every investment comes with a risk you can lose you can lose you absolutely can lose the ceo will get their money and all that top staff and then the employees first employees are typically treated like ceos because they typically you typically give grace and and diana the crazy people who followed you equity you understand? Because you can do that. And then you get Phil and Susan. If you don't give them equity, you give them a golden parachute. Please know Phil and Susan have a golden parachute. I hope you're jealous. Be more like Phil and Susan. Okay? <laughs> right? Like, I just need you to get that. Go ahead, sir. Uh, people that were on the call last night, would you suggest the people that weren't on the call last night listen to the call because it brought a lot of value? Absolutely. Sure will. All right, then. So what we'll do is, once I listen to the call, but also I'm going to upload it and send you the link to the Bureau. Okay, I want them to go to, the, go to, go to Think Ific and watch it. But we'll send all y'all the actual link to the class so you can watch it. All right, everybody. In four minutes, my good friend, does everybody have the link? Yes. Everybody in front of me, do you have the link? Who does not have the link? If you don't have the link, speak now. Who doesn't? I don't have it. I may uh, have it, but I don't know where to find it. Well, fair enough. It's the it's it's the it's the Tuesday call link. It's the it's the it's the Tuesday call. Can you guys make sure that Adrian gets one too, please? All right. So let's get right now. Right now, as we talking. Right now. Right now. Adrian, Phil. I almost said Jimmy. Justin. I don't know where Jimmy came from, bro. Okay. <laughs> Justin, like right now, send it to him. We're gonna give it to you right now, and. All I'm doing is doing an introduction and I'm shutting my mouth. Okay, Shamon says send it to her too. We're gonna put it in the community group too. Whatever, if y'all in that group, look for the group. It's gonna be easy to send it to the group, but we'll send it to, all right, she says she just got Adrian. Somebody get Arshia. All right, so that in the group. There you go. Last thing, do not be humble on this call. It ain't too many times. It's Tuesday and Friday. Don't be humble. Get your money. Take your notes. God is blessing you. Okay? The man had an oil company at 26 years old. I do $2.5 million deals. He do $250 million deals. That's why I ain't talking. I know when to shut up. Okay? <laughs> this is the time. But right now, God has sent $2 billion to you to help you out. So don't be humble. Don't be sleepy. Don't multitask and put Facebook down because you know Facebook is going to distract you because that's its job. All right. All right. Tony O.T. Smith Jr., you can't play better. You can dominate. Love everybody. We're sending this information to you right now. We're jumping on. Y'all have a good one. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. 
because the people who do know what you need to know to lead the middle class, they're in the top 1% and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody that will teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from the Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, 
to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually for me to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man in the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. 
think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom and I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost. I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world not making money the pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire i came really close so the pandemic was a blessing it was hiring people and get this everybody i had 48 job positions open during the pandemic 22 dollars an hour with paid training and i could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions, $22 an hour, paid training, and I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now, is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate and if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools which is the technology itself to match the right candidates up with your job you can easily review uh, their recommendations 
and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.